You're listening to the Pints and Provisions Podcast with Evan, Mark, Ryan, and Dan. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions Podcast with Evan, Mark, and Dan. Oh, I forgot some. I can't back fireside chats with dan and evan here on pints and provisions podcast dan how's lombard doing it's doing fantastic man i can't think of the last time i was actually able to join so it's uh it's good to be back good to be podcasting again we always have a good time so glad to be here yeah we miss you down here i need to get i mean we're (laughs) we're just ships passing in the night i feel like i come down there and you're in michigan and ryan's in mexico mark's in michigan now and it's just like well, I, I, lo- I looked at the summer and I, I thought, gosh, this is wide open. Like, we've got a lot of time to get together. And then, you know how it's hard to get four people, um, you know, together, period. And that's just kind of what happened. Well, it's going to get t- a ton easier here for me in a month uh, when baby number two arrives. So, Oh, it's going to get easier? Yeah, way easier. I'm sure I'll be able to get together <laughs> every no weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. I'm sure I'll get, I'll get the pass to come down. You better. You so better. Maybe you, got, you guys will have to come up here and, and visit me, and we'll do uh, we'll do some some meat and some some beers and hang out and until eight o'clock. I'm d- yeah, until eight o'clock until it's time for everybody to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, beers of the week, my friend. Yeah. So this is a tough one for me uh, because summer is always a time when you know you feel like you're having something every uh, every other day at a pool party or, you know, at the lake or whatever. But, uh, I was actually at a pool party this past weekend and I brought the blueberry cichlid from Pipeworks. It's one of their, uh, I think it's called their guppy series or their fish series. Yeah. And it's their double IPA with blueberries added. And I'm just a, um, I love blueberries and beer in general, but blueberries in a juicy IPA and I'm all about it. It was terrific. Boo-berries. Perfect for a pool. Blueberries. Blueberry. I would say the blueberry muffin. That's nice. Yeah, a little fruit and of course your favorite juicy IPA. I'm sure that's yep. pretty good. I'm all about it. For me, when I was of course in Michigan, I drank a lot of Michigan beers, but we decided to make a a little bit of a road trip up to Bel Air, Michigan which is home of Shorts Brewing. That is kind of like their home location. They do have like a production facility that is not that terribly far away from their, you know, uh, brew pub, brew house. Um, but their brew house had a huge list of beers. And they did their Village Reserve, which is like their California Common. And they did a cask with Citra hops. So I had the cask conditioned Village Reserve with Citra. And as, of course, a cask is, it's usually very mellow on the carb. So very, like, just smooth bodied, but you could really get a lot of that good citrus floral flavor out of the, you know, cask conditioned on citra. And you always like a, you know, California Commons are really fun 
style of beer where the yeast strain is kind of like a hybrid between an ale and a ale and a lager. So it kind of has a lot of crisp lager qualities, but um, man, in the cask, it was really good. Yeah, and that, and that's uh, you know you bring up cask. I think that's the way that our friends from across the pond would tell you that beer is supposed to be consumed. Yeah, um, at, you know closer to room temperature. You know here we we like to warm our beers up a little bit more with the the heavier the stouts the porters and things like that. But um, I can't tell. I mean I I love cask beer. I think it's it turns out fantastic. But you know I, we get a little bit of shorts distribution in Chicago. We actually get a decent amount. And that's one thing I've always been really impressed with those that that brewery is they they like to press the limits a little bit. They they do, um, you know, back before it was a thing, I think they were doing, you know, like the strawberry shortcake fruited type things. And they were really just trying new stuff. And I've really enjoyed a lot of the things that they have. And, and it, just, it makes its way down here. So, yeah, you know, I'm always a fan of that. Yeah. And it was like totally the late crowd there, you know, just like everybody with their uh, swim trunks on and their. Uh, you know, rash guards just rolling into Shorts Brewing, and they have a really good food selection. Uh, they're, I think they kind of, apparently they specialize in mac and cheese. So I had a mac and cheese that had pesto and chicken in it. Um, and so the kids really enjoyed a uh, accoutremented par, uh, uh, mac and cheese. I mean, you know, speaking from someone, you know, we both have little, little kids. And you can pretty much add anything to mac and cheese, and kids will eat it. So... Uh, it sounds like I got to go to Shorts Brewing and take my son, who's a year old. Maybe yeah, I'll, yeah, because it, we'll yeah, it's, it, it's it's amazing. Like you know, we'll and we'll kind of we might as well just get into this in terms of summer beers. It's a you know we go on vacation in Michigan, and it's amazing how many breweries are outfitting themselves to cater towards families, kids, and their parents. Well, yeah, and I think I think that just speaks to you know generations, you know, you know, upcoming. Now it's like you've got the you know, forgive me. It's I think I'm on the tail end, or the I guess the front end of the millennial generation, and I think your generation would it be X? Well, I'm apparently Generation Y. Okay, well, so you've got you've got you know as our crowd is getting older, you know I'm 34, you just turned 37, Eight. 38. So you know we we are the we're the crowd that they're catering to now, and we have younger kids, and it's more of the upcoming. Um, you know, they have to cater to all and, you know, the best way to get people in there, especially particularly, you know, as you drive um, the lakeshore all the way up to Michigan. I mean, that's you've got family traffic all the time throughout. Even, I mean, even throughout the winter time, you've got families going up there to their lake houses to go skiing and to spend time at their at their lake house. But certainly in the summertime, I mean, that's a destination, particularly for people uh, in the Chicagoland area. So you have to have you have to have options for, you know, hey, I want to get out of the car for an hour or two. You can't just put a kid in a high chair. You can't just put, let a kid run around on the street or whatever. So you've got, you have playgrounds, you have toys. I mean, you have, you know, coloring stations, things like that. So it's, it's pretty neat to see, to see breweries, you know, catering to, to us as the people who are craft beer lovers, but also to our families, because that's how you get us coming back. And that's how you get our wives there and our kids. I mean, it's, it makes for a, a perfect uh, destination for everyone. And to be honest, that those are the best places that we went to in terms of food and in terms of, you know, entertainment were a couple of those breweries that had a good menu, had a kid's menu, but you walk in there and it's just tons of families. 
Um, and of course, like we're in an area where it's mostly vacationers and most vacationers are families just like me, older, younger, but you know, they, they obviously want people like us with kids to be there and it's welcoming. I know not all places are like that. And, you know, there's been some interesting articles that you can read about kids and breweries and what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. But of course for lunch, my wife and I, and the kids want to go somewhere. It's easy to pop over to one of these small breweries, um, have a good bite to eat and have a beer or two. And the kids can run around, play bags. You know, they always have something for the kids to do. Well, yeah, and I think that's that's you're starting to see now. That's why breweries are now, uh, you know, migrating towards having, you know, good craft quality food, high end food, is because they want to be a restaurant. That's how you get people to stay there. But it doesn't really turn into the bar scene until later at night, yeah. you know, later into the evening. So, I mean, it, it, like I said, it caters to all, and that's just how you get people to, you know, to make it a point to stop. Yeah. I mean, I think Mark, he's up in Michigan right now, and I think he stopped at, you know, with three kids. He's, you know, he and Becky stopped at three or four breweries on the way. Yeah, they went to Greenbush and, and I think Transient at least. And then there was one other one as well. I forget. It's Was that the, uh, yeah, the Ludington Bay? That. Yeah. It might have been. So. But anyway, yeah, it's. I was, jealous. I was jealous, so I, I tried to block it out. <laughs> no, we totally. Um, hit up mostly breweries and stuff where we were at, which is in the Traverse City area. Um, and it really, like, you can go to wineries if, uh, if you want to do wineries, but I don't feel like wineries really do cater to that family crowd. They don't seem as welcoming to kids. Some are, some newer ones are, but it tends to be a little bit more stuffy. Yeah. And I think that's just, I mean, that's just the, you know, as you get older, you start to cater toward more towards wine and having, you know, serving wine at parties and things like that. So I, I love wine. Stephanie loves wine. We, we like to drink it, but um, it has a, it has an older crowd feel to it when you talk about, you know, not a whole lot of people my age have a robust wine cellar, for example, right? You don't start to build those out until later on in life. Now, I'm not speaking for everyone. I'm just speaking to the, you know, the, the friends that I have, you don't walk into a room that has a hundred bottles of wine in it yet, but that's something you build. Over but time. if you have a hundred bottles of uh, uh, dark Lord variants and lambics, <laughs> that looks like our sellers. That's the that's what we have. Oh right? no, maybe that's Ryan's cellar. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan's a little more well-rounded than all of us, I think. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about summer beer. So uh, we talked a little bit pre-show. Um, you know, we're both we both sort of you know honed in on the exact same style of beer that we like to go to during the summer. For me, I think yours is more of a little bit more pale ale across the board, which is what I'm having now. It's called uh, Happy Place by Third Space Brewing in Milwaukee. Um, I was in Milwaukee for half the week a couple weeks ago and picked up some stuff. Um, this was courtesy of one of our listeners, Jake Rowland. So thanks, Jake. Jake. Uh, it's Midwest Pale Ale. Really clean, crisp, citrusy, tropical fruits. I mean, it's 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 my uh, it's my go-to. You know, I'm a I'm juicy, fruity IPA all year round, but particularly in the summer when you're talking about being on the beach, the lake, the pool, whatever it might be. I just think when I think hot sun, I think juicy IPA. So, did you pick a hazy IPA or just like a fruity IPA? Uh, this was just, this is just a Midwest pale ale, so it's not say, hazy. Midwest, yeah, like, this is not hazy. Well, interesting. So, I, well, I cracked one beer, but I'll crack the other one to sort of pony on with that. 
But uh, I, I did an old standard, and I tell you what, no matter where you go, no matter where you are, you can always get this beer, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Absolutely. Fantastic. Always, always consistent. Um, if you're on a boat, if you're on the beach, if you're at a, a bonfire, this will always go down well, and you you know, know that it's consistency coming from Sierra Nevada is going to be there. Yeah, my go-to up here, the one that's never failed me, is uh, Revolution's Antihero. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's the one that you can just go, and you guys get it down there, too. Yep. I, you know, but you, you know, that that's the one where if it's like, hey, I'm, I'm, heading, I'm heading out, heading to hang out with the buddies, going to watch a game, and I didn't bring anything, I'm going to stop basically anywhere, uh, you can grab that. I did see, I don't know if you saw this, um, they just came out with a, I believe it's Antihero, but it's double dry hopped. Okay. So I'm going to have to stop and, and grab that one at my first convenience. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my, that's my go-to is the, uh, you know, to your point, Sierra Nevada, you can find all over the country, but up here, particularly revolutions, right. And, you know, right downtown, that's my go-to all year round. It's and, terrific. And if you're at a Chicago bar, you probably are always going to find anti-hero yep. on tap. Yep. If you go to one of the hero series, right. you know, the different styles of hops, but yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You know, the hazy IPAs, juicy IPAs are always really good in the summer. But, you know, honestly, I found when I was up in Michigan where the the great old nation um, like M43 and, and their sort of line of hazy IPAs, you know, being on the boat, I mean, it's good if you have yep. one. But if you want to have another one. I don't know. It just does. It's, it's too, it's like, it's like drinking a loaf of bread for me. Yep. They're heavy. Yep. Absolutely. And that's why, I mean, I, you know, I, I was talking with our, our good buddy, uh, Jimothy out in New England. He's like, Hey man, you're going on this golf trip. What do you want? And I'm like, Hey dude, like I love Julius, but at 6%, 7%, it's like, I can't drink those on the golf course and no. feel really good about myself. I mean, I, you start, I mean, they're just heavy, right? They, they taste good. Like you said, for one, um, and the reason I'm not drinking one of those right now is for lack of inventory only. Um, <laughs> but Jimothy did, uh, set me up for my golf trip. So I'll be, I'll be flush this weekend with, uh, with the hazies. Yeah. Um, but, but it's something, it's something like a Sierra Nevada or a, uh, um, anti-hero, you know, you can have a couple of them and it just kind of reminds you of the times you got back into craft beer at first where it still is bitter um, still got a lot of good piney floral hops and, you know, it's, and especially with, you know, being on the water, it's good to have something that's in a can. Yep. And up here, you know, yep. I tell you what, my, my, my wife was having fun, um, sharing all day IPAs by founders. Um, we stopped at founders on the way up, which was another perfectly family friendly, tons of kids there, big open tap room and. Uh, brew pub with lots of good food that you know is going to please just about any child uh, and adult and you know there's their stuff is great but you know all the ipa is like another one of those boat crusher beers yeah founders is uh, i mean the place never disappoints me especially when you go there their food is incredible their food i mean is all the really ipas good. all the ipa is one of the first ones that i think i really started to, to get into and it's i mean it, it's perfectly named, right? You can have them all day and feel yeah, great. I mean, you know, it's not, they're not too heavy. They're not going to, 
they're not going to sneak up on you too quickly if you have one too quickly or, or you know, depending on how fast you're, you're consuming them. But, you know, it's it's good. Never disappoints. And I, I mean, I think that's the that's telling of a brewery is when you uh, you're, you're not disappointed in the different, you know, can by can, uh, batch by batch. Basically, um, it sounds as if and what I've heard is all day IPA consumes about 60 to almost 70 percent of their production is put out as all day IPA, which is a testament to how good that beer is and how widespread love there is for it. Yeah. And it comes in a, you know, you can get in a, in a case of 24, (laughs) unlike, you know, unlike a lot of, uh, you know, like anti-hair, you buy that in a six pack. Um, all day is one of those ones you can take to a party and it's, you know, you have it for everyone. So if you go to Grand Rapids, if anybody drives through Grand Rapids, stop at Founders, even if it's for a pint and a pretzel, and if you check out uh, the door to the kitchen, you'll see the pints and provisions sticker plastered on there. Yeah, those are starting to those are starting to find their way around. Yeah, I I'm actually pleased with that. I saw I'm a picture from another local, you know, beer blog. They're on they're on uh, YouTube, and they had a picture um, of them at Dangerous Man. And do you know what showed up on the picture at the door at Dangerous Man? Yeah. I put that there. Boom. That was me. That was me. <laughs> nice work. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I know. I know what was there. I put it there. Yeah, which exactly. Is a, which is a, is a is a very, very good brewery, by yeah. the way. Really good. I had their peanut butter porter and then their um uh their their blue uh sorry, peach IPA. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, so um I think the pale ale kind of session IPA is a awesome summer beer. Um, whether it's next to the water, whether it's probably if you're at a softball game or, um, you know, doing your summer leagues, um, it's hot out, it's still refreshing. Um, and you can pretty much pick them up anywhere. Yep. Yeah. Which kind of takes us into our, I think our next one is we've been talking about the heaviness of, you know, even, even though they're, they're lighter and the alcohol content is lower. I I saw Sierra Nevada's at 5.6. Uh, antihero sneaks up on you a little bit. It's, uh, man, it might be 10. It's, it's up there, but it it doesn't have that feeling of heaviness to it. But, you know, as you were talking about on the lake, when it gets hot outside, you know, those beers sneak up on you even quicker when the sun's shining and it's hot. Uh, and we had talked about the, you know, I think my second favorite would be the Kolsch style. Oh yeah. Um, which is, you know, for, I, you know, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a sleeper to me. I haven't, I didn't really get into them until the last year or two. Um, and as I was doing some reading on them and just trying to figure them out, you know, it's, it's basically a, it's basically a lager, you know, for the, for, for those of you who, who haven't had a whole lot of them, it's basically a lager with, uh, the ale backbone to it. Um, so it's, you know, in Evan, the, the, the brewer in our group is, you know, from what I understand, they use, they, they use an ale yeast, and they finish it cold like you would a lager. So you have the lighter taste to it and the lighter feel to it, uh, but it still has some some backbone to it. Yeah, and I think that that's why a lot of breweries are able to do what you appropriately called Kolsch style um, is because there, there are not a lot of breweries who are able to do lagers because you have to be able to ferment at the colder temperatures. And when you have big fermenting tanks of, you know, like 15 barrels or whatever – 
I shouldn't say the 15 barrels, but you know, large size vessels, you have to be able to keep those at those lower uh, lager temperatures. But if you do something like a Kolsch, you can kind of mimic that. But you're right, using that, you know, ale yeast that ferments at the lower temperature and you kind of, you kind of, you know, cold crash it in a way. So it has that lager crisp, you know, flavor and backbone to it. Um, and that's why you'll see a lot of breweries who mostly do ales, they'll have like a Kolsch style. Now you have to be in Cologne to have a Kolsch or has mm-hmm. to be made yep. in Cologne, which yep. that's what I'm drinking. I'm drinking the Riesdorf Kolsch, which is actually from Cologne. Uh, this is pretty widely available. Um, we'll take a picture and put it on our, um, we'll put it on the, the website, but the Reesdorf Kolsch is available um, pretty widespread at any specialty beer bottle shop. And uh, it is pretty representative of what a Kolsch beer should be. Yeah, I mean, it's, and, you know, it's really interesting, you know, kind of as, a, as an aside. I, I played golf a couple weeks ago with a friend of mine who, uh, works at a bank downtown, and his primary job is um, financing for large corporations. And one of his clients is uh, it's a Belgian 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 client who uh, comes over here and 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 looks to acquire breweries. Um, and one of his big big things that he's doing now, my my friend, is he does leasing for brewery for brewery equipment. And he said, whenever this guy comes over, the guy from Belgium comes over, they go to breweries to visit to see if they're interested in buying them or, um, or doing you know something like them. Um, the first thing he orders this, this guy from Belgium is a lager, uh, because that's the true test of a brewery yes. is whether or not they can do a lager or not. Because if they can do a lager, they can do anything. Because the difficulty of making a good lager uh, is extremely high in comparison. Not to say the other ones are easy. Uh, but it's higher oh, yeah. to have something turn out well. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty interesting because you think of these things, you know, like you've got these, you know, the lagers, lager style, you know, like the the light beers that you have here. Then you're just like, oh, man, they they crank out millions and millions and millions and millions of barrels a year. Um, but it's their scale, right? It's it's huge. But if a small brewery can do it, then 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 they're on the right track. Yeah, that's totally right. They're a a difficult they're, they're more difficult and challenging, you know, beer to master. It takes a longer time. You have to be more patient. And if a brewery can do a good lager, you know that they know what they're doing. And that's the kind of stuff. Yeah, that they, so, so that's the kind of stuff that they're going to have available and it doesn't fly out the door, you know? So if you go to a brewery and they've got a good lager on tap and it's good, you know, you've, you've, you've sat down at a place that's got a brewer that knows this stuff. Yeah, and I and I you know I'm really impressed. I I know I I, I tell these guys a lot because they're so close to my to, to home here. It's it's more brewing. Yeah, here in you know just next door in Villa Park, um, they have they had a Kolsch that I grabbed a crowler of uh, a month or so ago, called Kenilworth. Excuse me, Kolsch style. Kolsch um, style. In Kenilworth, or it's called Kenilworth, and it was I mean it was just really good, really drinkable, really refreshing. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, the cold style is anywhere between four and a half to call it five and a half percent. So it's going to be crisp. It's going to, you know, it's going to be clean and it's going to be really drinkable. And I was really impressed because, you know, a lot of these breweries today are, you know, their flagship product is, you know, the hazy IPA because that's what people want. But it's that's like what sells. Try everything else, man. I mean, I, I, you know, I was, I was that guy that was like, hey, what do you got in the hazy IPA? 
and they didn't have too much that was available in crowlers because they just done a bottle release that weekend but i tried the kolsch and sure enough man it was terrific really good yeah there's nothing wrong with this restore and it's coming all the way from you know germany so it's yeah i mean it's so clean um especially as it warms up it's got that kind of oily finish that lagers usually kind of put on your tongue um i will always gravitate towards this if i head to the bottle shop and i want a nice clean crisp lager that i know is going to be consistent um but kudos to to more for getting out a a lager good man that was really good I'm hoping they have uh, something similar to it before I head out of town this weekend because I'll grab, I'll grab a couple of them because they're good, man. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to have uh, some in local cans. I'm about to crack my second. That one went down pretty quickly, um, which I've done before in a fireside chat, but it's another one of my go-to's during the summer if if you can find it at a gas station in Wisconsin, which I did. Yes, and bought a case of it. It's yes. uh, New Laris Strawberry Rhubarb. Oh, Strawberry Rhubarb. Um, it's, I mean, we've we've talked about these guys a lot, but their their uh, wild series, their fruited ales are just superb. You know, yeah, the, the flavor's bright, tart, sour rhubarb under a sweet strawberry nose. And this one's like, you get a little bit of the sour, but it's it's very strawberry forward. It's awesome. And it's just so so deep red. Yeah, and the, the, the rhubarb's a nice, it just reminds you of summer. You know, like my mom making rhubarb crisp. And, you know, the strawberry too kind of adds that sweetness to balance out with the, you know, the sourness that rhubarb can add. So... Yeah, and of course, Nuglaris is going to do it well. Yeah, it's awesome. I'll drink this one a little slower than the. Than the than well, those are the, those are good. They kind of warm up. So when do you when do you start going to Michigan? Come on, everyone else has gone to Michigan. Well, I mean, you know, we're talking about planning family vacations, and the way that we've sort of rolled over. You know, Steph and I were married for f- six years before we had our first. Like, I don't think we planned a vacation more than like a month in advance. And you, we just can't do that anymore. You know, it's like we're trying to pl- plan a big family vacation for everyone next year. And like Michigan's just like this. I mean, you, you've got me sold. You're like, hey, I need to get you guys up to Michigan next summer. And I'm like, dude, just tell me when and where and I'll try to be that. You know, what I mean, I'll, I'm jealous, man. The lake, the lake is amazing. It's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Well, you, so. you did, you did go on a lake vacation, right? With, uh, with family up we to, did. were you in we Mis- did, Minnesota? Yeah. We were in Minnesota, just north of St. Paul on one of the 10,000 lakes. One of the 10,000 lakes. And I mean, that's where, that's where I went to Dangerous Man. That's where I, I tagged Surly while I was up there. So there's a, there's a, a Pints and Provisions sticker up there as well. Yeah. I mean, there, nothing beats it, man. Just being able to wake up, look out on the lake and, you know, these lakes are significantly smaller, obviously, but you know, it's, it doesn't. And then you got your little plate, your little feel for heaven there. It's and it was, it was incredible. I mean, it, that's in our future for sure. Yeah, yeah, it for sure. Yeah, it. I remember we did not do too many family vacations when the kids were really young, um, and that was primarily because they're young. It's hard to travel. You're just sort of like surviving. Uh, when they get a little older, it's easier to go do things like go on little hikes. Uh, go to restaurants, go do, um, 
you know, swimming at the lake, that kind of stuff, it gets a lot easier. And so that's why, you know, you see like Mark heading, I got I, I, Mark to go up farther north next time to head towards, you know, where we like to go. And I know yeah. Ryan, Ryan goes up to a place. Are you like, are you guys, you guys are up near Traverse City, right? Yep. Traverse City. I always call that. We go to the pinky of the mitten. So yeah. we're up there on the pinky. Uh, we were on a smaller, no, I shouldn't say smaller, but a, a nice size inland lake um, from Michigan, uh, Lake Michigan called Lake Leelanau. Hoplot, which is a great brewery that was about 15 minutes away from our place. It's like adult camping. You go out there, the brewery's in this beautiful, um, looks like a rustic cabin. In the whole outdoor seating area, there's a central fire pit that you keep going. Like you can order hot dogs to go, you know, roast on the fire. And they've got good barbecue, uh, tons of huge tall pine trees, picnic tables, bags. Um, Kids have a blast there because they just get to run around. Uh, And in the wintertime, they bring in these portable igloos and you can go out to the igloos and drink beers. When there's snow igloo the spelled with an E, or are you talking about igloos? Igloos, not igloos. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Igloos. Yeah, I've actually I've been up to that neck of the woods in the winter time to do a snowmobile trip, where they, I mean, they, it, they, it's no joke, man. They plow basically through the forest. They plow these, I mean, miles and miles and miles. I mean, I think it's like eighty miles. Where we were, it was like eighty miles of snowmobile um, paths. Where you basically can just drive from restaurant to restaurant, bar to bar. I mean, I'm, I mean, I remember at times being like, well, you know, we had one guy in the group, and sorry to kind of go down a rabbit hole, but I, we had one guy in our group who was like, hey, let me lead for a second. And I looked down at my speedometer, and it was, we were going 110 miles an hour for four or five, six minutes straight. On a straight snowmobile? Away. On a snowmobile. A snowmobile, yep. It was, I, yeah, it was not smart. Um, I was not well enough insured at the time. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, a summer paradise. Then if you like the winter, it's a winter paradise. I mean, you are, yeah. you're dealing with and, an average of like 190, I looked at 190 inches of snow a year up there. Yep. And they plow, I mean, they, but they keep it plowed. They keep, I mean, so that's what, that's what, that's what's getting me, gets me thinking about, about why people love Michigan so much. Why people like us love Michigan so much is because. When you think about a beach, you want to be drinking a beer. You think about going fishing, you, you think about drink drinking a beer. a beer. Think about sitting at the lake, a beer, on the boat, drinking a beer. Uh, sitting in a ice fishing hut, drinking a beer. Drinking a beer. It's like, and that's and they and they are they're about it up there, man. It's 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 good times. Yeah, they times. they yeah. It's all about you know the beer is all beer is all, all about the experiences if you can couple those great experiences with a good beer you're always going to love both yep. and kudos to michigan for being such good um, you know proponents and advertisers of their state and of their recreation up there but you know the hospitality is great yeah it's 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 a place that we're always going to go back to and the great thing is they've got all the i don't have to take beer with me They've got so many good and great breweries that are local. You just hit those up. Not like when I go back home to Nebraska. They don't really. Uh, when I go home to visit family in Nebraska, it's like, well, I better, I better bring my own beer because I know I really can't get much back there. 
Well, you took a keg last time and it and it got demolished. So that was my own homebrew. So that which is awesome. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I need some more. I need some more of it. Yeah, and and a shout out to Mark on this. So I don't typically and routinely grill with a charcoal grill, but our place had a charcoal grill, and I forgot how beautiful and simplistic with a like a charcoal Weber is when you want to grill. Lordy, that is so good. It's awesome. Steaks, yeah. hot dogs, brats, hamburgers. I mean, we went for eating outside and grilling with the Weber every single night, and it never disappointed. Yeah, and I mean, that would be my, you know, I have, and again, we're kind of, we're talking about a wide variety of provisions and pints here. Perfect. Uh, pints and provisions, excuse me. Um, my, <laughs> my preferred method of, of grilling and smoking is with a stick smoker, quote unquote, right, where you use... Yeah, real wood, but um, it's just so time consuming. And so, I mean, you just have to you, you have to be by it. And, but I mean, the one I have, you know, I mean, some of the ones that some of these big outfitters have, you know, these guys that do it professionally and do, do competitions and things like that have, you know, much better setups than I do. But I mean, I found with mine, I, I was I had to be checking it every hour to an hour and a half. Yeah. To make sure that and I had to, you know, I had to fiddle with it and add more charcoal and add more wood and things like that. But I mean, you know, I love my, you know, I'm team rec tech. I know you're team trigger, but um, I love my electric smoker and or my wood chip smoker. But um, and the taste is great. But, you know, I, you just can't beat the smoke from from real wood and real charcoal. Yeah. But like you said, when you've got kids and you got stuff to do. You know, the set it and forget it's pretty attractive. I don't have time to sit Well, and I, I took mine to Minnesota with me. Nice. I took mine to Minnesota with me because my mother-in-law wanted brisket. So I'm like, I got it. You took your roof tech? Yep. I saw that. That was impressive. You, That is a committed man right there. Uh, and I'll tell you what, it's, it was, I was not prepared for the amount of space that uh, having a little kid takes. <laughs> I mean, it was like moving. <laughs> so like I was moving out of college, out of my dorm. Um, but it was. Uh, oh yeah, yeah just was, you wait. I, just you wait. I have I have the Rectech Bullseye, which is basically like the. Um, is it like the size like, of like a Weber kettle? It's like the size. Of, it's like the size of a Weber charcoal grill Perfect. that you would have by a campfire. And so yeah, it's like for me, it's great. My my you know, unfortunately, my wife doesn't eat a whole lot of. Uh, she doesn't eat red meat in general and she, you know, mostly sticks to chicken, but yeah, so wow. we don't, we don't, Sounds we like don't my have, I don't have like a ton of need at this stage yet, um, for a, for a massive, uh, a grill or a massive smoker. So it's perfect for me. I mean, I, I've, it has not disappointed me. I mean, I've, we, it, it works perfectly fine. Yeah. <sighs> works yeah. exceptionally well, not perfectly fine. It's exceptional. I love it. So. Yeah, and that's you know that's another like you know summer thing, making sure you have something to grill, and sticking to to, to simple like charcoal, um, never disappoints. Always going to hit the spot. We never ate inside at the place we stayed at, except for breakfast. Never, it was awesome. Amazing, and that's what summer's about. You know, everybody should make sure they take a trip. Go to a body of water. It doesn't matter. Um, drink a good beer. Tell us what those experiences are like. You know, what, what beers do you like next to those, you know, experiences in the summer? <clears throat> whether it's the pool, uh, whether it's the lake, whether it's the river, whether it's the ocean, whatever. 
fishing. We didn't catch anything in terms of fish, but, you know, a bad day of fishing is better than no day of fishing. Right. It's better than a day at the office. Yeah. So upcoming, um, this weekend, Ryan uh, and I are going to have Kyle as a guest. We're going to go do a little beer 101. We're each going to pick a kind of basic style beer and talk a little about it and educate about it. Um, my wife and I are going to head to the Slow Hand Barbecue R&D dinner. Ooh. They're getting ready to open. It was a little opportunity to get some tickets to kind of see what they're going to offer and they're going to try some stuff out. They want feedback and I think it should be a good opportunity to taste what they got and talk to them about what they're doing. I think we'll Man, see. I hope those guys are ready to grow, man. I hope they're yeah. ready to grow in Peoria because you're going to, I mean, they're going to have, that's, that's going to become a destination when you have, I mean, you can't beat their, their setup there with, um, you know, their wall of <laughs> as many ounces of beer as you want. And then, you know, boom, there yeah, you go. Yeah. There's like literally a stairway. I mean, it's outdoors, but literally a stairway that goes up and down to go up for barbecue and downstairs for beer. And it should be should be a nice partnership with those two establishments. And that place in Peoria, that area, is going to be a big destination with Poor Brothers and their live music and the food upstairs and the food in that whole court area. I love how you half-jokingly told the guys, you're like, yeah, you know, you're going to have people attracted there just because of the smell. He's like, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, he knows. It's like, oh, yeah, he knows. It's like a magnet. Yeah, so looking forward to We'll sit down with them at some point. I know that we've talked to them and – we want to do that, and they want to do that. So once they get things going, once we've tasted their stuff, uh, we'll sit down with them down here in Peoria. So what's up for you? I mean, you don't have a school schedule, so now that summer's coming to a close, what's going to be up for you? Uh, well, I've got this, uh, this golf outing with my buddies. It's a Ryder Cup style, six-on-six six this year. It's usually 16 guys, but because of family commitments and work and things like that, it's sort of harder to schedule. But then, I mean, I'm... I mean, think about this, man. I am getting in the car and driving three hours away the day my wife is 36 weeks pregnant. So that's what's <laughs> next for me. Man. I'm, I, uh, you know, basically a month from tomorrow, uh, baby number two arrives. So I'm, uh, I'll be spending a lot of time at home doing some fireside chats with you guys. I'm hoping to attract you up here. We'll get down there because my wife will be on maternity for a good good amount of time. So uh, it's just a matter of trying to figure it out. We'll get it done. Well, your uh, so yeah, your family's due date is around the time that we're brewing at Bearded Owl. So we'll be sure yep. to name the beer after the baby. Thank you. <laughs> I can't believe you do that. You're you're my best friend. <laughs> But we'll 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 hold the suspense not only for the baby. Um, we'll we'll be excited to announce that, but also we got to figure out we got to figure out how we're going to do that too because we're not uh, we're not telling anyone the name until oh, that's fun. We see her, so yeah. and we don't even have it done yet, so we don't. Have, know. You haven't so. decided. We have not. We're between a few, so uh, I'll be thinking about some names, and I'll give you guys a couple options, and then you guys can tell. We'll figure it out. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Well, if it's if its name is Anna or Elsa, then you're in big trouble. No. 
I'm like, no, no. My my daughter would not take her on a dress off like half the the vacation. Perfect. Th- that thing smelled like um, chocolate milk and pancakes. Mm. Quite quite yep. extensively by the end of vacation. It's like kind of cute, but also sort of gross. <laughs> oh, she knew it smelled. She, she's just like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I yeah. want it. So yeah. So look forward to having a daughter. Um, we'll. Uh, See you soon here in Peoria or up there in Chicago. Oh, we've got, uh, you know, if any of you guys want to come up and see us in the hospital, I'll be uh, cracking my celebration beer. Which for uh, your say... son, it was Prop 14? Yeah, so what's I did your... the same. It's Prop 14 again. <laughs> That's a pretty good beer. I mean, it's my favorite. It's probably my favorite beer. I mean, I don't know. It's in the top three for sure. So, so are you going to dome that? Um, you know, maybe, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I'll share it with whoever comes up and sees us and whoever can appreciate it. Uh, so I think we'll, we'll have a few, but I'm going to, I'm going to drink quite a bit of it. So your daughter's not going to be named prop, right? Correct. Okay. Proprietor. Proprietor. We're going to call our middle name is proprietor. Proprietor. And then I I guess I have a a second celebration beer that I told you guys, only you guys, I would open with it. And that's the, uh, barrel aged Abraxas. So we'll have that on on a podcast here shortly, and I th- and I think we've talked about doing that as an upcoming episode, maybe up here, uh, where we're gonna do some some bigger beer, some of our favorites, where we do trivia. Uh, we need to do um, beer trivia, which I think will be a lot of fun. I think we'll it'll sort of test us and see what we what we really know, um, or don't know, um, probably. Uh, Gosh, we'll hopefully there's a cicerone in the uh, group. Uh, yeah, I hope. I mean, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope right. so. Well, we'll always have to shout out to the Hopped Up Network for continuing to promote craft beer podcasts that support their local craft beer communities. So check, up, check out the Hopped Up Network. Uh, we're on there. Lots of fun podcasts are on there. So go there. But Dan, it's always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Good talking with you, buddy. All right. See you, brah. Cheers. Cheers.